Hi there. My name is Preston Puto. Welcome to the Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. This is where we share some of our messages from Sunday mornings. So we're glad you're here to listen. We'd love for you to join us in person. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. At our core, we're a community of people. So we gather on Sundays, but we also do a lot in the week together. We are people learning to follow Jesus and love our city. So to learn more, visit lakeridgecommunity.com. Hope to check in and visit with you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. to be some fresh water. Well, he looked into the well, and he looked down inside of it all, and it was full of garbage. This well was full of garbage. Some, some bad guys, the Philistines, they didn't want, they didn't want uh, Abraham or Isaac in the area, so they filled this well full of garbage, and it was full, and they looked down this well, and it was gross, really, really gross. Can I tell you my grossest story? Well, Scotia, you will remember this story. It's a, it's a legendary family story, and it's disgusting. Okay? Are you ready for it? You, you may, well, no, you caused this story. So what happened? It's, tra- it's tragic, and I'm going to see counseling for a long time over this story. But kids love gross stories. At least my kids do. My grossest story, where I got really mad about something, was one day I was downstairs and we had what was called a garbage dog. Has anybody ever had a garbage dog? Yes. Garbage dogs are dogs that are fascinated with trash, okay? We could not leave a bag of trash on the back porch. Why? Garbage dog, boom, right? Garbage dog. Now this garbage dog had no shame about the quality of the garbage that this dog would be into. We had to put our house on lock and key, including where it gets gross, but this is a kid's story, okay? What happened was Ivy's diaper was left not in the diaper bin, but in another place, just in the garbage. Big mistake, right? And I was downstairs, and I start hearing a sound, a licking sound, a, a ripping sound, a, a disgusting sound that, that to this day I can't get out of my ears. And I came upstairs, and this diaper which was full of much, was now all over my dog's face and paws and and walls and everywhere. It was everywhere. And it was disgusting, right? And guess what else was disgusting? My response, right? Guess what my response was? It was like my hair was on fire, right? I was like, gah! You know, I don't know what to do first, right? Do I yell at somebody for putting a diaper in a wrong place? Do I pick up this disgusting dog and give it, just let it go into the field and let it like find its own way in the world? You know, I, I was not sure what to do with this disgusting moment, right? And it was hilarious later. At the moment, it wasn't. It took a lot of cleaning and a lot of sorting out. And, but what it revealed in me was something else. There might have been a whole lot of gross stuff all over my dog and all over this bathroom, but the grossest thing was inside of me, right? Me. I was so mad at this. When I saw this dirty stuff everywhere, I was mad. And it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. 
I was grumpy. I was like, why did, we even, why did they even make dogs, you know? So Isaac, when he goes to this well, he looks down inside and he sees, what does he see? Dirty diapers, right? He sees gross things and he's mad. Well, at least I'd have been mad, but guess what? The Bible doesn't say that he was mad. It says that him and his friends, they went and they cleaned out the well and they slowly got all the stuff out of it thinking, oh, good. Now we got dad's well working again. It's clean. We're going to be okay. We're going to have something good to drink here. Do you think you would drink out of that, that well? I'm sure they poured a little tablespoon of bleach in and it was all good, right? I know. So here he is in the, in the valley of waiting. He doesn't know what he, God promised him the land, but he doesn't have it yet. So he's waiting in his valley. And the bad guys, they, they filled, his neighbors filled his well with garbage. Well, they went and he restored the well and it's working again. So you think that it's going to be okay, right? God promised you'd have the land. Now he has his well. All is good. I got bad news. Have you ever heard of a burglar before? Oh, well, this is, this is what happens. Well, Isaac's servants, he dug into the Gerar Valley, and th so they made a new well. And this well had fresh, clean water. The Bible says it has living water. That, that means this is, this is good water to drink. Oh, it tastes good, right? Imagine that. It's good water. But then the shepherds from Gerar, they came and they claimed this spring, and they said, this is our water. So their second well that they dig out, they get this. They finally got some good clean water, not, not the garbage water, and somebody comes along and says, no, this is ours. Has that ever happened to you before? Where some, well, not, not digging a well and having shepherds take it, but have, have you ever had something that you made that you're like, this is good, and now somebody came along and said, no, that's actually mine, right? Yeah. Happens all the time, right? And so they argued over it. And so Isaac, he named this well Essek, which means argument. So there's argument well. So his friends, they go along and they dig a third well. And they dig another one. But again, there was a dispute over it. And Isaac named that well Sitna, which means hostility. So abandoning that one, they're on to well number four. Do you think at this point you'd be frustrated? I'd be mad. I need some water for my herd. I need some water to drink for my family. I live in this valley of waiting, and every time I dig some well, it's either full of garbage or belongs to someone else, and this is not going well. But it doesn't say that he got mad. Maybe he did, but it doesn't say that. It said that he kept on, and this is what it says here. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on. He moved on. Friends, do you ever deal with something in your life, and you just stay there? <laughs> You, you are given something by God and you think, this is it. So I got to hoard this thing. I got to hunker down around it. God promised me this land. So I'm in my little valley of waiting and I got, I got my, my little source of goodness. And so I'm going to cling to it. And yet someone comes along and they want to take it. And it doesn't sound like you put up a big fight, right? Isaac, he, he abandoned it and he moved on. How could he move on? How could you move on if something that you think is yours is going to be given to someone else? This is the ethic of Jesus. When Jesus came along, he said, if somebody slaps you on one cheek, give them the other. <laughs> How could you do that? 
if, if, your own, if you're your own defender, you better put him up and have a good fight. Or if somebody comes and says, Jesus says, if somebody asks you for your jacket, why don't you give them your, your t-shirt also? <laughs> How could you do that? That's, you paid for your jacket and your shirt. That's yours. And here Jesus comes along, and he's letting us understand the heart of God behind this patriarch, Isaac. Here, Isaac is, it's his father's well, and it's full of garbage. It's another well, and it's taken by someone else, and it's another one. And guess what he does every time? He moves on. Now, some of you might think, that's a pretty faithless move. We should pull out a sword and fight ourselves for it, right? This is a good living well. This is, this is God's gift to us. This can feed us. This, is, this can be a foothold in this land, this land of waiting that God has promised to us. And guess what? He gives it up. I don't think we are built of stuff to easily give up. <laughs> we want to fight for something. We want what's ours, what's due to us. And we think we have an imagination for what God has given us. And so when we get a taste of it, then we cling to it. <laughs> God gave me a house. This is mine. Clock the doors. <laughs> God gave me something to share, but I'm going to cling to it. It's mine. It's God's gift to me. I'm going to hold it. And carry it like this. Those bad guys, they're going to take my stuff, right? I think the only reason why Isaac could let somebody take his well over and over again is because he had something, he had something deeper than a well. Do you think, what happens when you dig to the very bottom of a well? There's water all the way down, right? But what if you have something better than that? What if you have something better than water? Do you, do you think there's something else that will help you grow than just water? I want food. Cheerios, right? Let's see. This is what happens. So, Isaac, so this time, after he moved on, after he gave up these wells, he went and he dug yet another well, and this time there was no dispute over it, so Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. <laughs> he goes from the place of waiting to the place of open space. He says, for at last the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. At last, God is fulfilling his promise. And so from there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. And this is what he says. He says, I am God, your father. I'm the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid. For I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants and yea, they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac, he built an altar and he worshipped God. He said, thank you, God. And he set up camp in that place and guess what he did? His servants dug another well. <laughs> we... We think the stuff that God gave us is good. Did God give you something good? Yes? Has God given you a family, a city to live in? Maybe you have a home, maybe you have a bedroom. God gave that to you, and guess what? God, God can take care of you. Jesus, later on in the story, Jesus shows up to this woman who is at a well. And it's actually Jacob's well. And she's at this well, and she's a little bit distraught. She has to come to this well later in the day 
because all the women, they normally go in the morning, but she's had a bit of a rough life, and she's not really with the rest of them. And she comes to this well, and it's a well of Isaac's son Jacob, who had dug yet another well, and they're still using it many, many hundreds or thousands of years later. And they come to this well, and Jesus says to this lady, he says, can you, can you go down into the well and bring out some water for me? And the lady says, oh, didn't you bring your own bucket? <laughs> Sir, don't you have a rope or bucket? This well is very deep. He said, if only you knew the gift God has for you and who is speaking to you, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. And she says, where do I get this living water? All she's looking for is some water for her thirst, but, she's, but she needs more than that. She needs the kind of deep well of God in her life. Well, this is what she says. Where's this, where do you get this living well? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? And Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give them, they will never be thirsty again. It becomes fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And she goes, please, sir, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. I was at a wedding on the weekend. Yes, I did. I, I went to the wedding, and this is a funny story. I sat beside a person. Uh, I won't give too many details, but I sat beside a person, and for the full wedding, I enjoyed this person's company. <laughs> and we had a great conversation. By the end, this person is from Europe, and this person said to me afterwards, you should come and stay at our home. I said, that sounds lovely. And this person said, we have several homes, and one of our homes has 26 bedrooms. There would be more than enough room for you and your wife to come and stay with us. And I said, who are you? <laughs> I had to Google this person later. And this person, let's just say, is very, 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 very famous and well-known uh, in Europe. And I sat there, and it made me realize when I was preparing this, is that we are always in the presence of somebody who has way more than we have. <laughs> who at any moment reaches us to, out to us and says, yeah, you, you dug your well and you thought that that was my whole promise to you. <laughs> but guess what? My well goes deeper. What, what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob knew was that the very good God who made everything good also is the very good God who keeps his promises and says, you can come to my home. I have more than enough rooms for you. You think you're here to get a sip of water to quench your thirst in this dry land? Guess what? I give you a living well that goes deeper and deeper and deeper, right? It's actually God we need. It's Jesus living in us who bubbles up inside of us. That is what we need. And this is the lesson that Isaac learned, is that it wasn't the well that God was trying to show him. It was a promise that he would be with him forever. And everything he would need would be available to him. Friends, we live with this God who loves us. So you know how I talked about all the garbage? My garbage dog? That garbage dog made me so angry, right? 
and I was so angry inside and I had all this garbage inside of me bubbling everywhere, I thought that I had to control everything. I thought that everything bad that happened to me is something that, is, that keeps me away from God. But actually, I think God was showing me on that day that all that garbage inside of me is just revealing that I need the living water inside. I need the freshness of Jesus. So, this is something I did. I'm going to end with this. When I met with all the people who are getting ready to be baptized, I do this. And when I did this to all the bap- people who were being baptized, this is what a pastor used to do to us on our baptism day. He said, what did this just do? It wakes us up, right? When we discover the goodness of Jesus, it wakes us up. Because he is with us. And he is our true source of water and life. So maybe it's time for us to move on. Maybe it's time for us to leave what we think is God's great gift and trust that he is the gift giver. Amen? Amen. Can I have you kids stand up? Can I have you all stand up? Maybe today you are holding on to your well. (laughs) Maybe today you have garbage in it and you're mad and angry and bursting at the seams with it, thinking, God gave me this and now it's dirty, or God gave me this and somebody wants to take this from me. Maybe today is the day that we realize that we are to wake up to the goodness of God, who is the wellspring of life inside of us. We should say, Jesus, I want that living water. I want the water that isn't a well that I keep turning to, but the hope of your presence in me and around me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace as you go from here. Amen. Amen. Have a good, good week. We'll see you. We'll see you next Sunday. Bless you all.